Welcome to Lombardi's Legends Podcast, and I'm here with Dane, as always. Dane, we have a uh, preview to get in here. Uh, It seems like it's been a while, but it hasn't been that long. So um, we've got the Jacksonville Jaguars coming to town. So um, it's a a matchup uh, of uh, two teams on the opposite side of the standings, if you will. Uh, The Packers, 6-2, and and the Jaguars coming to town at 1-7. Um, so, uh, Dane, I, I know this is going to be one of those games where you feel like the Packers should take care of business, but uh, let's just dive into it anyway and start to break this down a little bit. Yeah, Wags. I mean, so I think the thing that's glaring just on the front end of this is this is going to be another game where we might be dealing with the elements a little bit. I'm looking at the weather for Green Bay, Wisconsin on Sunday, and, you know, it looks like there's going to be some per, uh, precipitation in the air. Uh, I'm, I'm seeing around game time, Wags, it looks like it's going to be about 35 degrees and a little bit of rain, a little bit of snow mix. Um, so kind of that classic Packer, Green Bay Packer football. And while aesthetically I think it's an awful lot of fun for us to watch, uh, it's also something that we need to pay attention to um, because, you know, that that might uh, limit Aaron Rodgers potentially a little bit. We saw that against the Minnesota Vikings, uh, a team that I think we're much better than, uh, but the game script kind of got away from us with the wind. Uh, could that happen again against Jacksonville? Um, we're, we'll see. I don't think so, but it's definitely something to keep an eye on. But you're absolutely correct. If we're looking at – Straight-up matchup, Packers versus Jaguars. Uh, the Green Bay Packers should be winning this football game, uh, so I'm eager to hear your thoughts as we start to break down this game. But I do think that we can outmatch the, the Jaguars in, in most, uh, if not all, three phases of the game. Yeah, and sometimes you think that those elements were just always going to favor the Packers. But, you know, uh, these guys don't get many opportunities to come and play at Lambeau. So they're pretty jacked up with that. Uh, and I'm yeah. talking about the Jaguars, I'm sure, uh, to be able to have an opportunity to go play at Lambeau Field. So they're they're going to be excited enough as it is. And so sometimes those elements can just add to the vibe, if you will. And that, that doesn't necessarily favor the home team as much when they're used to that. Um, and they're, frankly facing an opponent that they should be, you know, pretty well overmatched against. So um, sometimes that can kind of give a little lift to that road team uh, traveling up from Florida. So uh, something to keep an eye out uh, for, no doubt about that. I will say, though, Dane, the way that the Packers have taken care of the football this year, uh, if they are able to continue that uh, in the elements, you would have to think that that would give them a, a pretty good advantage uh, particularly when you're looking at this Jaguars team that has a rookie quarterback coming to town. Um, and uh, if he's having that battle wind and maybe slick conditions, not used to handling the football in those conditions, uh, perhaps the Packers can force a few fumbles as well. So, um, But uh, that said, let's dive right into it. And, Dan, why don't we talk a little bit about some of the key injuries, uh, first of all. Um, and I think we've got some good news, bad news uh, from the Packers' perspective. Um, so why don't we start with the good news? And it, that is, it does look like David Bakhtiari uh, is on track to return this week. It looks like Aaron Jones uh, was a full participant in practice, certainly went against the 49ers, but good to see that 
came through that uh, looks like pretty healthy and should be ready to go. Um, and uh, so that's that's a definite positive by all accounts. Alan Lazard may also be uh, ready to be activated this week. Uh, so that would be a significant development, I think, for this offense in particular. Um, uh, so, Dane, what do you think about those three uh, guys and, and, and how much of a lift that could give the Packers offense this week? Oh, my gosh. I am so excited. I mean, you're talking about uh, probably the best left tackle in all of football. This offensive line wags has already, I think, exceeded expectations with David Bakhtiari out. Uh, to get Bakhtiari back is, is a huge boost, not only uh, for Aaron Rodgers in the pass game and his comfort level, but also this run game. Um, I, I do think that, um, you know, Aaron Jones being back as well with Bakhtiari, we're getting back to full strength, and that's incredibly exciting. And, and then you mentioned Alan Lazard. Uh, you know how high I was on Allen before the season started. I thought he was going to be a thousand yard receiver. Um, had a breakout game and then had an injury. Um, coming back here, I see revenge game written all over this. Uh, remember he was a member of the Jacksonville Jaguars practice squad. The Packers signed him off of the squad. Um, so I'm really excited to see Allen back. I don't know if he's going to be in complete playing shape after taking a few games off here. But I will say, Wags, that Lagarde gives Aaron Rodgers that uh, security blanket on third down, but I also think he can do much more than that. And it also might take a little bit of pressure off of Devontae Adams. Adams, a beast no matter who else is on the field, uh, but with uh, uh, Adams and Lagarde, Wags, we're finally getting that number two wide receiver back that we've been craving. And with an offense that is already playing at such a high level, um, talk about two pluses with a all-pro left tackle and your number two wide out. I'm so excited to see these guys. And, Wags, I will say, against the Jaguars, what a great game to get these guys worked back into shape. I think it's a really nice spot for them to come back um, and, and get back into playing shape as the season progresses. Yeah, man, I can just hear the passion and excitement in your voice. I know how <laughs> yeah. high you are on Alan Lazard. Uh, so and obviously getting David back would be a huge boost. Uh, certainly the offensive line has done an incredible job holding it down, as you said. But, um, but uh, yeah, it's uh, all good news from there. On the not-so-necessarily-roadie side of the spectrum, our defensive back group uh, looks like he might be a little dinged up. Uh, Jair Alexander hasn't practiced this week. Uh, Cushion. So that's going to be something to watch. And then Kevin King has been a limited participant, but we know they're taking it easy with him after he re-aggravated that quad injury a couple weeks ago. So um, it's a little iffier up in the air whether either of those guys will be ready to go. Um, maybe of less concern, but of note is that uh, on the safety, um, both Will Redmond and Vernon Scott uh, are limited participants as well with shoulder injuries. So some of the depth could be tested a little bit with this secondary group. The good news is is uh, this is not a Jaguars offense that's going to scare too many folks. Uh, so I think we can make it through this week uh, if we're a little shorthanded, especially the way uh, Kadar Holman has stepped in and gotten some additional reps the last couple of weeks. Um, I know that um, uh, Josh Jackson has been a little up and down, and, and he's a guy that you've really, really uh, been very positive about, Dane. But um, what, what do you think uh, the Packers would need to do here to get through this week if we're a little bit short-handed in that secondary group? Yeah, Wags, I, I'm curious. Do you think uh, – I mean, I think this is a, a, a very um, 
very possible that we are without both Jair Alexander and, and Kevin King, and I'm curious your thoughts on this. But I, I do feel like um, this is a week where we're going to see an awful lot more of um, of Kadar Holman uh, in addition to Josh Jackson, uh, Shannon Sullivan is going to be out there as well. Um, and, Wedge, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw a heavy dose as well of uh, Stanford Samuels, uh, the, the undrafted uh, rookie from Florida State, who I think has really shown some promise. We saw him get some snaps in last week, and I thought in, in a limited time played some really good football. So I wouldn't be surprised if they call him up. Uh, currently he's on the practice squad. Um, and, and otherwise, I mean, I, I just I think that this truly could be one of those weeks um, where maybe both of our call-ups are actually defensive backs. You, you mentioned Will Redman uh, as well as Vernon Scott are limited participants. Henry Black, I thought, in the last two weeks has shown quite a bit in the safety position, both on special teams. He had that big pop a couple weeks ago, forced fumble late in the game. Uh, he seems to be around the football as well. So uh, maybe this is an opportunity uh, against this Jacksonville Jaguars offense that isn't um, necessarily something to be writing home about. Uh, where the Packers do work in some of these young guys and get their feet wet um, because presumably Aaron Rodgers and company are going to be able to put up an awful lot of points against this Jacksonville defense. It does allow for the Packers to get Jair and Kevin King one more week of rest uh, as they head into the back end of the week. So do you, do you see that as a potential scenario as well? i I, I, I got to think that there's at least a 50-50 chance that neither one of our starting corners are playing this week. Yeah, I'd actually be kind of surprised uh, if, if either of them go. I, I think I certainly understand the limited participant designation for Kevin King, but I just, you know, uh, take Jair out of the equation. I would have been surprised if he was ready to go this week. Um, I think he's probably a couple weeks away, uh, more realistically. Uh, and they're not going to rush him back just because Jair is unable to go. Um, it will be interesting to see uh, what this Jaguars team wants to do to try and attack this Packers defense. Uh, we've seen them struggle against the run. Uh, that is not the forte uh, of this Jacksonville team. And they've been playing behind, quite honestly, for most of the season. Uh, even at that, um, with Gardner Minshew, the quarterback, they've been about league average in the uh, pass game. Um, and they can do some damage there. Uh, but the, they've got Jake Luton, uh, rookie quarterback, making his second start. Looked okay against the Texans last week. Uh, that's certainly not a defense that's going to, you know, scare anyone either. Uh, so uh, it's, it's going to be interesting to see what Jacksonville tries to do here. Are they going to try to establish the run, or are they going to try to hurt us through the air? Um, so I, I think Coach Patman, the defensive staff, is going to have to uh, try to do something to, um, you know, uh, limit and uh, be aggressive against this young quarterback uh, and then be ready to adjust as needed, depending on how Jacksonville is trying to game plan them as well. Um, but if the Packers get ahead early, uh, it's going to be tough sledding, I think, for this Jacksonville offense uh, to be able to, uh, you know, do a lot um, against the Packers defense that I think is starting to get healthier and come around, even if we are a little bit shorthanded. The good news is, too, Darnell Savage is no longer listed on the uh, on the uh, injury report. Raven team no longer listed on the injury report. Those are a couple of guys that have kind of been off and on uh, the report here for most of this season. Uh, so uh, certainly they can help out as well as needed. So, um, so I think we'll be all right, Dane, uh, even if we do have to go through this week without our two starting quarterbacks. Um, yeah. So, and that, 
Go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, no, and, and I was going to say, I mean, I, I think that's a great segue, uh, and, and please, um, you know, chime in if you disagree. I think it's a good segue to talk a little bit about that Jaguars offense. Um, I think that they have uh, quite a bit of young talent, but I, I will underscore young uh, on this offense that they have. I think that uh, that Jake Luton, uh, to your point, he's a big kid, right? He's six foot six, and he can swing the ball. Uh, but Wags, if they're able to force him to be throwing the ball twenty plus times a game here, um, I just think that we're going to have a lot of success. And I just don't think he's going to be able to outgun Aaron Rodgers at Lambeau Field. No, I, I agree. And I mean, quite honestly, they've they've been close in a couple of games, but they've been, uh, for the last you know, month and a half or so, they've been getting handed to, uh, to them pretty pretty well against most of the teams they've faced. So, um, you know, all things being equal, this this offense, normally you would see, if you're playing from behind, they might put up some uh, stats in garbage time. And it, it doesn't even seem like they've really been able to do that all that much. So um, I, I think I think this is the type of game that, if, if uh, the Packers' offense is able to hum along the way it has been most of the season, uh, I do not expect the Jaguars to be able to keep up. Now, they may put some points up um, early or late, but uh, I, I don't expect that this is a game that the Packers will need to be, um, you know, trying to match them uh, touchdown to touchdown. Yeah, that's a good point. I, I, I will say, just kind of, if there's one guy – to circle on their offense, I I gotta think it's James Robinson, their running back. He's played some pretty good football, so uh, I think overall, uh, he, I mean, I think he's already at 805 yards from scrimmage to, to start his young career. Um, and and we have had a little bit of trouble um, see Delvin Cook <laughs> with with talented young running backs. So, so Wags, is that maybe the guy uh, Packer fans should be paying attention to and being on the lookout for? And do you think, uh, kind of adding to that question, Wags, do you think that that's who uh, Coach Patton and the defensive coaching staff are kind of circling on the chalkboard, so to speak, um, as uh, as we head into this week? Yeah, I think it's it's going to continue to emphasize takeaways. Um, the Jaguars are about league average. Um, they they don't necessarily throw tons of interceptions or give up tons of fumbles, but they they put the ball on the ground. Uh, they give enough five fumbles here, six interceptions, uh, and they don't take the ball away on the defensive side all that much. So uh, the Packers certainly want to get that going a little bit and, and get a few more takeaways on the defensive side. So uh, I, I know that it's easy to come into a game and saying we've got to take the ball away, um, but I, I continue to look at what the elements could be, and I, I have to think that there's going to be opportunities there, uh, particularly if they're able to uh, get some pressure on this young uh, quarterback, because uh, oftentimes, in those conditions, uh, the ball can kind of just mysteriously slip out of their hand a little bit. Um, so I think it's going to be incumbent on our linebacker group and our interior defensive line uh, to get some pressure this week early on, and, and I think the ball will be on the ground. Uh, let's just hope we can fall on it and, and uh, get it pushed back in our direction. Uh, if that happens, I, I think the Packers have a significant advantage already, um, and they can just capitalize on that even further. So uh, to me, uh, it's let's, let's keep some pressure dialed up here uh, against this young quarterback. 
let's not give them time to throw, um, particularly if we don't have both our starting cornerbacks, and uh, let's take advantage of the opportunities when the ball's in front of us or the ball's on the ground. Yeah, and, you know, it is, I think, noteworthy that this young quarterback, Luton, last week put the ball on the ground once. Now, the the Jags uh, were able to recover it, but he did fumble the ball. He also threw an interception as well. So while he did have, um, I think, a a nice game statistically, 300 yards, uh, as you mentioned, playing a pretty bad Texans defense and, you know, still had some mistakes, I think that this is a – uh, an opportunity for the Packers to really exploit uh, this offense. And one other guy that I'm looking at uh, that I think is Darius Smith, new father, by the way. Congratulations, uh, Big Z, with uh, uh, another child. Um, I think he's going to be able to exploit Cam Robinson, the left tackle for the Jaguars, pretty significantly. I saw like, that Cam Robinson has already given up 32 pressures this season uh, to opposing defenses. And i got to think that, uh, Zadarius Smith right now is licking his chops this matchup. Yeah, that's a really good uh, insight there, Dean. And, and it, what better week to get him just unleashed again and, and get those pressures up? Um, because even if he doesn't get the sack himself, you know that uh, if he comes flying around the corner, uh, then Luton's got to step up in the pocket. He's a little bit uncomfortable. Kenny Clark uh, coming up the middle. We've got guys, uh, Preston Smith, coming around the outside. Um, I, I We've been waiting all season for these guys to just, you know, wreak havoc. And, and I, I would love it if this was the week where um, where those guys up front all by themselves are able to, to really make this offense, uh, opposing offense, look uncomfortable and discombobulated. So um, I, I, I definitely agree. And uh, so it will be interesting to see, too, um, how – I mentioned the Jaguars' offense will try to attack the Packers' defense. What will the Packers' defense do to attack this Jaguars' offense? Um, you mentioned that uh, Robinson seems to be their their, their biggest threat. Um, so it's and I agree. I don't see a lot of other uh, weapons in this Jaguars' offense. Uh, we've struggled even in uh, some situations where the opposing offenses have had a clear number one guy, uh, and I'm looking at the Vikings and the Saints in particular, and I don't think James Robinson's anywhere in the same league as Dalvin Cook um, or, or Alvin Kamara. However, uh, if he's the focus point, what can the Packers' defense do to try to slow him down and, and limit uh, the opportunities that he's going to have? Yeah, I, I think that we're going to need Dean Lowry to have a um, – a good second half of this season. Uh, I think that, you know, it can't all be on Kenny Clark's shoulders. I will say that I think, uh, and, and um, I, I might, you might need to be pinched. You might be shocked on this one. I think Montrevious Adams has actually played some pretty good football wags the last couple weeks. And I think that he, uh, he, he's made a, a play or two each week. So I'm hoping that he can continue his arc. Uh, and then, uh, of course, big La- Tyler Lancaster as well. Uh, but I think it all starts up front there. Uh, with our big boys up front, and then I'm also keeping an eye on if Christian Kirksey uh, is going to be able to to go this week because I think that that just adds another dimension um, to this to this defense. If I'm not mistaken, Kamal Martin is still on the COVID list, uh, and, and if uh, if that is indeed the case, um, it would be really nice to get Kirksey back. It sounds like uh, Chris Barnes is off the list as well, but. 
our reinforcements are coming, Wags, and I would really like to see a week where Christian Kirksey can also work his way back in. And he's just the, the most athletic of the linebackers at this point uh, in their careers. And I think that he can also wreak a little bit of havoc, and it's just not going to hurt to have him in there. Uh, and, and from a tackling perspective as well, we've had a little bit of issues in there. Um, I think Kirksey can help clean that up a little bit and bring this young running back down. That's a really good point. And, uh, boy, uh, this would definitely be a good week to get him back, get involved, get some reps back in. He may not get all of the reps defensively as they work him back in, but the good news is we've got some other guys there that uh, we feel good about. Uh, certainly they filled in uh, pretty well uh, for the most part. And so – um, that would definitely be good to see him out there as well. So, Dane, I think let's let's cut over to the offensive side of the ball. Packers, yeah. uh, offense against Jaguars defense. And, I, I mean, again, not to brush over this Jaguars defense, but they've just been awful. Um, they're, they're terrible against the pass. They're terrible against the run. Uh, <laughs> they've given up the most points in the league. Uh, so there's just not anything that they seem to do well. Uh, so, Honestly, this should be a field day for the Packers offense. Uh, it, you know, uh, it, this is one of those games where uh, as long as they're not overlooking their opponent and they're not hurting themselves, uh, this is, uh, again, one of those teams uh, that should uh, really just doesn't have the horses to slow down uh, this Packers offense. Um, so uh, we need to play a good, clean game. One thing I will say about the Jaguars, um, they aren't a heavy, heavily team on either side of the ball. Um, as I said, they're not great in turnovers, but they're not terrible either. So they've been pretty clean from that uh, standpoint. Uh, Coach uh, Doug Marone is, is apparently, uh, you know, coached these guys up pretty well. With, I don't think he's got a lot to work with. Um, and, you know, and, and they do have, um, you know, some coaches uh, that are familiar with the Packers, certainly. So, um, But that being said, it's it's one of those, I think, situations where the Packers, especially if they're getting Alan Lazard and, and David Bakhtiari back this week, uh, I just don't see any scenario uh, where the Jaguars are going to be able to uh, limit this Packers offense, and I'll be shocked if they don't go out there and put up 30-plus again. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't like to be uh, mean on this podcast, but Packer fans will remember Josh Jones, uh, former Packers safety he is the starting strong safety for the Jacksonville Jaguars right now. Um, I, I think that we remember what he, you know, some of the challenges he had for this Packers defense. Um, I don't see a scenario where Josh, jo- or excuse me, Josh Jones is going to be able to um, stick with, with these Packers wide receivers. Uh, they've got this rookie C.J. Henderson, uh, who is their number one corner, who's been a little up and down, and he is going to be playing against Devontae Adams. I mean, tell me that Aaron Rodgers' leg is going to be just watching and waiting for those one-on-one matchups. I think that that's a matchup that the Packers are going to be able to uh, exploit significantly. Miles um, Jack in, in the, in the uh, outside linebacker position has been one of their bright spots, I would say. Um, I would also say that, uh, um, that uh, uh, Devon Hamilton, their third-round pick, has been probably one of their other bright spots. But um, Packer fans, we all know that two guys does not make a defensive unit. And as you said, Wags, uh, I think um, very aptly, this Packer offense 
is one of the best in the league right now, and I think that we are going to have an absolute field day against the Jaguars' defense. I just don't see a scenario uh, where they're going to be able to stop our big guns with, with um, you know, Rodgers and Adams and Aaron Jones, not to mention some of our, our, um, our other offensive weapons. I just think that we are um, outmatching them so significantly on Sunday um, that I am just incredibly optimistic, and I think this is going to be a really fun game for us to watch. Yeah, absolutely. And they do have Joe Schobert as well, someone that I know a lot of Packer fans were hoping uh, that they might uh, be able to acquire in free agency. Um, so a, fam- a familiar name uh, in the middle uh, at the linebacker's position as well. But uh, to your point, Dane, it's it's just I think they Packers uh, have an advantage in every position group. Um, wide receiver over corner, um, running back, and offensive line over defensive line. So I, I just don't see anywhere where the Jaguars are going to be able to slow us down. I think we can we can hurt them in, in multiple different areas. So um, so anyway, I, what what do you look to see from Alan Lazard if he is indeed activated this week? What what would you consider a success for Alan um, in his first game back? That's a good question, um, and I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you that same question. I think that I would say if we could work him in and he could have three or four catches, it would be really nice. I'm not looking for some monster game from Allen, but if he's able to, you know, maybe extend the the chains on a on a third down, and you know, just kind of be that guy that Rodgers can work back in, I'll consider that a success. And I say that because I don't think that we're going to need to lean on. Um, on him all that much. Um, I think that Adams is probably going to have a monster day. Uh, but I think, you know, if, well, if, if Lazard has 45 yards and four catches and one of those is moving the chains, I'm going to consider that a very successful game back for him. Um, uh, do you agree or are you looking for more out of him? I mean, I, I do think he's probably going to be on a limited snap count. I'm betting that he plays – 50% to 75% of the snaps, I don't think he's going to be, uh, you know, playing heavy, heavy load in this first game back. <laughs> no, I agree. I'm just chuckling to myself because that was a very reasonable uh, and thoughtful <laughs> response from you, Dane, uh, Mr. <laughs> Allen, our thousand-yard receiver. Uh, I didn't know. I thought I was teaming you up for, you know, I think Allen Lazard's going to have 100-plus yards and two touchdowns this week. So. <laughs> But uh, no, I think no, I th- I agree. Uh, it's contribute if he come up with a couple of big third down catches. Um, I'd love to see him have a huge game, no doubt about that. But I don't think that should be the expectation. Yeah. Um, get through the game healthy, get those reps that he has, um, come up with a, a few good catches, and, and uh, get get some good reps out there. And I think that would be definitely something to build on, and the Packers would be feel great about mixing them back in. Um, so, Dane, you know, then I'm going to ask you another question: uh, Is this potentially a another big Aaron Jones week? Because um, if the Packers get ahead a little bit and uh, the winds are gusting, uh, could you see them kind of just uh, getting a heavy dose of Aaron Jones in both the short yard passing as well as in the running attack? I think so, and I think that, uh, you know, we can, when we see Aaron Jones, we can also sprinkle in Jamal Williams. Jamal had the, uh, uh, was off last week, uh, on the COVID list, and, uh, you know, I do think that he'll have some fresh legs, and Jones coming back from injury, 
uh, played a lot more snap swags than I thought he was going to play last week, and he looked completely healthy as far as I was concerned. But I do think that the Packers are going to be able to run the ball um, at will against this Jaguars defense. I think that they're going to probably give Aaron Jones the, the advantage on that, make sure he's working his way back in after missing a couple weeks. But I, I think that Aaron Jones is going to get some carries, but I do think that Jamal Williams is going to get his uh, as well. And um, But, I, I, Wags, I'll be honest, I think that it's going to be kind of a field day for this offense. I think that uh, we're not going to shy away from passing the ball either. Um, I, I think that maybe the, the game script does tilt a little bit more towards the run. Um, but I also think that this is going to be a pretty big week for Aaron Rodgers. I think he's going to have one of his, um, one of his um, quintessential Rodgers-style games this week. Awesome. Great. So, Dan, do you have any other – um, items to hit on on the Packers offense and Jaguars defense? I, I don't. I just, as you said, Wags, I think that it's a complete mismatch. Uh, I'll be watching the offensive line uh, just to see how things are working in. Uh, we also lost John Lovett, our fullback, for his ACL in practice, which is disappointing because I, I did like what he was able to do uh, in his limited reps in the offense, but um, you know, we're going to have to look at the next man up. Uh, one thing I would like to say that I'm hoping to see is I'd like to see Tunyon get worked in a little bit more this week. He's been a little bit more quiet after his monster Monday night football game, and it would be really nice to see uh, him just uh, have an opportunity at one or two more balls. And I think it's going to be harder uh, with Lazard back, and now Adams is back, and Aaron Jones, and there's a lot of mouths to feed in this offense, Wags, but I will say I would really like to see the Packers have an opportunity to get these uh, tight ends worked in a little bit more, and specifically Tunyon, because I do think that he's going to be a guy that can help us long-term, not necessarily this week, but I just want to make sure that he's um, being utilized and active, uh, because there's going to be a moment, and you and I both know it, late in the year, Third down, we're going to need Big Bob to come up with a play. So um, the sooner we see him getting worked back in, I think the better. Yeah, and uh, Mercedes Lewis, of course, going against his former team. I don't think there was any uh, animosity or any uh, anything uh, bad blood in terms of their departure. But he was with that organization a long time, and he's quite honestly been getting uh, more targets. I think this year than he has in his entire tenure with the Packers. So um, I wouldn't be shocked to see him get a, a few looks uh, thrown his way as well, uh, perhaps, especially in the red zone. If they can give him an opportunity to get a touchdown against his former team, I'm sure he would uh, certainly love to have that uh, chance to cash in as well. So, and you, got, um, right, Dane, you think Rodgers is looking his way? You know that Rodgers wants to get him that touchdown, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think those two guys are really tight, and, and that's the type of thing that two old veterans, they just appreciate stuff like that. So, <laughs> uh, again, I, I don't think there was, nor am I aware of, any uh, animosity or burning of bridges in, in terms of Mercedes's departure from the Jaguars organization. Uh, but that being said, anytime you can uh, come up with a couple big plays against your former team, it's always a little bit sweeter, uh, for sure. So, and uh, Nathaniel were, Hackett is the offensive coordinator, and he was down to H. Jacksonville, too. Right? So it all right. comes together. Exactly. <laughs> yep, absolutely. So uh, let's get over to the X factors, Dane. Now, one of yeah. your favorite parts of any preview pod. So, do you want to lead this off this week, or can I jump right in there? You do it, man. I want to hear what you got. 
All right, fair enough. Well, um, so I think my first X Factor, I'm just going to jump right ahead and steal who you might have said. Uh, um, and uh, um, for the offense X Factor, uh, with Alan Lazar looking like he's going to be activated this week, I'm going to go ahead and just name him as my X Factor. We haven't gotten to see him out in the field in a while. And uh, I think uh, he can provide a little jolt, a little juice uh, in a few certain circumstances. And I'm just excited to get him back out on the field. How dare you, Wags? How dare you take my X Factor? <laughs> um, well, you, you know, take the same one. That's fine. You, I gave you the opportunity to go first. <laughs> well, that's no fun. I'm going to go with somebody else. I'm, I'm going to actually go with um, I'm going to go with Tunyon. I, I just talked about him. I, I'd like to see Big Bob get uh, uh, Robert Tunyon get worked back in. So I will go with uh, uh, Robert Tunyon. I think this is a week that the Packers do work their tight ends back in. I only had one catch for five yards last week. Didn't get as many looks. Uh, perhaps this is the week where uh, you know he's able to get another um, another few. I'm not looking for a two three touchdown game for him, but uh, shoot uh, 50 yards and, and four catches and a, a chain mover, kind of similar to what we were talking about with Lazard, would make me very very happy. Absolutely. So Dane, I'll get I'll let you go first. Do you have anyone on the defensive side of the ball that you're looking at as an X factor? Yeah, so this week I think that pressure is going to be uh, the key to the game uh, with our corners out. Um, I, and I say that because I really do believe they're both probably going to be out. Um, so I think pressure is the name of the game. I'm going to say Rashawn Gary, uh, a guy who uh, I thought started the season strong, uh, who been battling a little bit of a, a lower leg injury and the um, legs. I think that we need to see some pressures. I think Big Zadarius is going to get his. Um, but I'm gonna I'm gonna look at Rashawn Gary, the young man in year two, uh, coming up with a big play or two. I think he's gonna get to the quarterback. I think he's gonna get a sack this week, um, but might also be around the ball and, and and might have his hand in getting a forced fumble in there as well. So Rashawn Gary's gonna be my guy this week. I love that pick, and I really hope you're right because it would be nice to get him going. Uh, he has sure. not made impact so far this year that we thought he might be coming out of camp. Um, so it would certainly be nice to see him get going here for the second half of the season. Uh, I'm going to go with the young guy, Kadar Holman. Um, this is an opportunity for him, and uh, I wouldn't be shocked to see if he cashes in and gets his first career interception. I think this is a, a great week and a great opportunity. He's been getting a few more reps out there. I really they like what we've seen in this kid. Uh, obviously, he's got a lot of talent guys that have been ahead of him, uh, but he's in year two here, and uh, so I think it would be just a great story and, and a great opportunity in this next man up type situation if he, indeed he gets an opportunity to start uh, opposite uh, either Josh Jackson or Shannon Sullivan, um, or if he's put in that nickel position. Either way, uh, he could be in line for some major uh, snaps this week, and I, I would uh, love to see him get an opportunity to get his hands on the football to get a takeaway this week. I love it. I think that's a great choice, and uh, uh, I, I really do. And, and I know you've really liked Kadar Holman since he came to Green Bay, and uh, so you've got to be really satisfied in watching him get on the field a little bit more. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I hope he continues to grow and uh, can have a, a productive and positive uh, outcome here this week uh, because uh, certainly he's someone to watch from a developmental standpoint. We talked uh, not to get our head of ourselves. We've talked about how the secondary group could shape up 
um, going into next season. So Kadar is certainly, this is his opportunity to put himself on tape uh, and get some additional snaps out there to show what he can do. So um, I look for him to step in there and, and really perform well. So nice. Dane, prediction times. I better let you go first this time, because otherwise I might <laughs> steal your score prediction as well. <laughs> we'll see. I, I, I'm expecting a huge week. Um, Wags, I will say that this game is very important because the Vikings are playing the Bears this week. The Vikings are three and five. The Bears are five and four. The Bears are trending downwards. The Vikings are trending upwards. Uh, but I will say if the Vikings win and they go to four and five and the Bears fall to five and five and we can win this game, um, this blows open the NFC North for us. Um, so I think that this game is actually pretty darn critical, and that's why I don't think that the Packers are going to overlook this opponent whatsoever. I think they're coming back to Lambeau. They're looking to take care of business. I think that the Packers are going to put up an absolute clinic. I think we're getting a defensive touchdown in there as well. We're going to put up 44 points, Wags. And I think that the, the I think that the Jags are going to put up something closer to 24. So 44, 24 Packers. I think that the Jags put up some points in garbage time. They've got some nice young talent, um, first and second year guys on the offensive side of the ball. But I think the Packers put on a clinic. Um, they uh, put their league on notice that they are a very complete football team, and that that loss to the Vikings was an abnormality. Packers 44. Uh, Jaguars 24, it's not even that close. The Packers are the cream of the crop in the NFC. Uh, I love it. I love it. I'm very close to what you predicted. Nice. Um, I'm just going to come right out and say it. I had 41-17. That's what I had <laughs> written down. So we were very, very close. <laughs> like you said, I don't even think it's that close. Um, I think the Packers just absolutely roll in this game. Uh, I, normally, I'd be a little bit concerned that this could be a letdown type game. Hard to get up for an opponent like this. But the fact that they came out came out a little bit flat and didn't have their last their best performance in their last home game uh, against the Vikings, similar conditions. I think uh, this is uh, the type of game that the Packers will just come in and take care of business. They've got some key guys. Uh, potentially coming back, hopefully this week. Um, and uh, so I, I'm excited to see um, the offense continue to roll and, and the defense, um, you know, granted, you're not going to take a lot away uh, from from doing well against uh, what should be a pretty overmatched opponent. Uh, but that being said, it's always good to, to make games and growth. Um, so hopefully we see some additional pressures this week, as you said and predicted. Um, and uh, that leads to a, a big win. So, um, Dane, I think we're pretty much spot on. And, and uh, normally we're not super aggressive like that, both of us. Sometimes it's one or the other. or we're, We try to temper expectations a little bit. But I, I do think the Packers uh, a significant 13.5-point favorite. Um, and I think they actually go out and take care of business and cover that line this week. Wags, I think I think you're spot on. I think we're winning this game. I'm so excited. I wish it was uh I wish it was Sunday now. Um but is there anything else we want to cover as we wrap this up? No. Uh, and I apologize for all the background noise here, folks, but <laughs> it's just uh it's one of those days sitting outside here. So, uh but in, in any event, uh let's make it a a, now, a loud and noisy and celebratory uh, Sunday. Um, so I'm just warming you up 
uh, for Sunday <laughs> afternoon as uh, the Packers hopefully go out there and, and put up a bunch of points and, and really take care of business. So uh, that all being said, Dane, uh, just go ahead and say it with us. Go Pack Go. Go Pack Go.